1: What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, Jalen Ramsey, his number has changed, but his recruiting tactics remain the same. Plus, Kevin Demoff breaks silence over uniform release. And later, Rams head coach Sean McVay has had it with you reporters. Next, on Rams Showcase. Welcome
0: to Rams Showcase. On Sports 4 Radio. What's
1: going on, Rams Fest? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports 4 Radio. I am your host, Joe Brandon. But you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Baggs. I'm laying down the law for you guys tonight. Cool stuff to get into. As per usual, we got Michael Brockers saying some things out here again. We got Jalen Ramsey again. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, Michael Brockers, is always saying things that we apparently talk about here. And then uh, we got some, some good stuff from RamCOO. Kevin Demoff, as well as head coach Sean McBay, that we will get into. And then we got fan cases on the other end here, so we're, we're doing, we're, we're looking good tonight, guys. Who said that June NFL podcast didn't have anything to talk about? Was that this guy? Because that guy's a liar. He lied all to your faces. Let's go ahead and talk about this, though, because first of all, I just need a little bit of a disclaimer. There is a fly in my apartment right now. And my roommate, Carl, if he decides to... Jo- that's my cat. Uh, that's important information. Because <laughs> if he comes bolting in here knocking something down, we're just going to power on through, all right? We are not going to address it at all. We're going to pretend like it's not happening, but there is a fly. And that might be something that happens, all right? But we got so many cool things happening right now. and I mean, not all of it is the best. All it, I will sell- say that much. But a lot of cool stuff is going on right now in uniform stuff. That's like the most exciting thing, in my opinion, that that we have going on right now. We will talk about that, some of the comments that Kevin Demoff have said. I, I talked about this last week, basically saying last week that that we had nothing new on the rumors. That it was just basically we had we had no idea what was going on. I did However, just like many of you guys, I'm sure this week, found out some really interesting things about the uniform release and and some rules that I actually was unaware of. Uh, But we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. First, I want to start with this because this has kind of come full circle now. And former Rams defensive tackle Michael Brockers, he talks to TMZ again. We know the first time that Michael Brockers talked to TMZ got himself into a little bit of trouble because he was talking about how how Matthew Stafford was like a clear upgrade over Jared Goff and then gets traded to the Detroit Lions to play again with Jared Goff. So that's been, that was a thing. That was a little fun thing, actually, because the second he made those comments, I made the, the 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 comments right here on Ram Showcase, what if he goes to Detroit and then he has to like confront him again? Either way, Michael Brockers comes out again and is getting asked some questions about the Lions playing the Rams on October 24th. This season and I do believe actually that his comments are being taken just a little bit out of context and he basically came out uh, the question was was uh we'll we'll listen to it but the question was basically like are you are you circling a win there he's like oh yeah and then Rams fans got offended by that and I'm not here to attack Rams fans that's for sure but I will say that that was a pretty soft response to to uh, Michael Brocker saying that his team is going to beat his former team. Can you imagine the uproar that would have happened if the guy asked him, So, do you think you're going to beat the Rams? he's like, Oh, no. <laughs> what? That would have gone so bad for him. Of course, he's got to say yes. He plays for the Lions. He knows he's not winning that many games this year, but you have to say yes. That's just kind of what happens, all right? So, Michael Brockers talks to TMZ. We'll, we'll put it up here for you guys. I've got the audio. It's only a minute and a half long. I'm not going to show the video of it because I don't want to get into any weird rules or whatever, but I will play the audio for you guys. And uh, this is Michael Brockers on uh, on uh, TMZ getting asked questions about playing against his former team, the LA Rams.
0: I love you and golf together. Yeah. You know? And you guys worked it out and all that. For yes, sure. I got, I, look, but October 24th, <laughs> you're coming back, okay? Yeah. It's a big matchup, okay? With yeah. the Rams.
1: Yeah.
0: Are you coming for anybody? Shit, just coming to take care of business, bro. You know what I do? All I do, is, all I want to do is win, so. That's my only goal. you got a W circled on your calendar that day. Oh, definitely. Come on. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. What's that? One, one last thing. One last thing. Was yeah. that when when you had that combo with God, right? What did he say? How did it go? It went all it went over really easy, bro. I mean we didn't really talk about it, bro. That's my brother, so I mean, he, he was you know, he, It's what you're supposed to do. You guys yeah, were just I mean it, it's, it's, it's like the it's like WWF, like we, I'm coming for whoever, right? Right, it's whatever. You know, for him, for him and for us, you know what I'm saying? We knew what it was, you know how the media is. Yeah. At the end of the day, we know, you know, what was said what was said, but we can get over that. We professionals, we'll move on. I'm gonna win. Are we that. good? Oh, you know, I, go. we good. We good. You know say, I know what it is, bro. I knew I made. I knew what I said when I walked in the airport. I was like, oh, ah, yeah, you I didn't say some shit. But it, is what it is. I'm a professional. I can take it. You know what I mean? Hey, bro. are you coming for? Are you coming for a sack on Stafford? I got to. I got to get at least one. I'm trying to sack every quarterback, but I, you know, got to get that one. You got, hey, God bless you, bro. <laughs> Appreciate it, bro. Thank you.
1: So that was Michael Brockers talking with TMZ and. He, like I said, guys, he, he basically makes these comments and he, he says, like, of course, I'm going to get like, of course, we're going to win that game. Whatever. That's what you're supposed to say. That's playing the game of being in the part of the NFL and being in it, being asked questions by the media, not only just the media, but TMZ, who tries to trap people into saying obnoxious things. And then, you know, of course, at the end, he's like, are you trying to get Stafford? Yeah. Like, what what kind of question is that? First of all, awful interviewing, because you're setting him up for questions that, you know that no matter what that answer is, one side, one what, one aspect of this, somebody's gonna be like, "Hey, what the heck, man!" Like no matter what he says. So if he if he comes out and says you think you're gonna beat the Rams, and he says, "Yeah, absolutely," then Rams fans are like, uh, "What? What?" And then if, if he would have said, "No, man, we ain't gonna beat the Rams," then then Lions fans are like, uh, "What?" Dan Campbell's gonna be biting off his kneecaps, and then it's a whole disaster. And then at the very end, it's like. He's like, oh, you want to get, you want to sack Stafford? Like, what if he's like, no, actually, I don't really respect Stafford. I'd like to just, I'd like to keep his jersey clean that day. What would you do with that information? Or if he, <laughs> you know, I don't, either way. Yeah, he, he was no, there was no winning in those. That's why they're awful interview questions. I don't know who that gentleman was asking those questions. Awful interviewer, but that's also what you get with TMZ is just questions to set people up in situations, whatever. So basically all this is, this is about here is uh, the overreaction of these comments because, as you guys just heard, I I don't think that there was anything out of line that Michael Brockers said. He did address that, that him and Jared Goff were both professionals. They just moved on from it. I fully believe that that's real. I feel like Jared Goff probably joked it off and probably... He probably... Just, uh, you know, kind of, kind of was like, hey, what the heck, man? And then, you know, Brockers probably... He probably said to, to Jared what he said to the media, which was like, hey, man, I'm just... I Like, I have to say that. I'm trying to get fans excited. I'm trying to get fans excited. That's what he said to us. So, I mean, take it for what you will, I guess, because I know there's still going to be some fans out there that are like, nah, man, screw Brockers. He said he's going to beat the... They were going to beat the Rams. But, you know, I, it's what you have to say in that situation. Let's move on to... Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey he does officially change his number to five so uh we, we've seen the spellings of it replacing the, the letter S in Ramsey with a five so Ram five you <laughs> Ram five EY and Jalen Ramsey changing his number to five I think that's pretty cool actually and you know what because I, I know at first when this this number rule came out I was pretty like immediately on the Tom Brady side of things, it was like this is terrible. I don't I don't like this. I'm not a fan of this. Like wide receivers should be eighties. I don't even I didn't even like the teens when that was the thing. Like eighties for wide receivers. Like linebackers should be fifty like all that. I was I was pretty in that. And then like I started seeing them a little bit more. Jordan Fuller changing to number four. We got Darius Williams at eleven. Now Jalen Ramsey in number five. The only starting secondary person out of like the four at least in the base package would be uh, that would be actually, uh, Terrell Burgess, who I, I believe is, is scheduled to be a starter. It might be rap, but those are both in the twenties, 24 for rap and then 26 for Burgess. So, uh, all the other ones are wild. We got Jalen Ramsey in number five, five and 11 on the outside. I think that'll be really interesting to see at the quarterback spots. And then a safety being number four, Jordan Fuller. So that's pretty cool stuff there. And, uh, the, the reason we're talking about this again is because last week when we had talked about it, it was not official. He had not officially changed his number to five. It is however official now. Last week was not Rams running back Cam Akers. Also, by the way, did not change his number to number three. He will remain in number twenty-three for at least one season. A fan on Twitter did say did tweet something to him, and he his response was next year for sure. So it looks like we'll wait one more year to see Cam Akers in the number three jersey for the L.A. Rams. Who I would say. Uh, maybe give give me your guys' number threes, your favorite number threes that we've seen. Uh, I would say Josh Brown is is one that really sticks out in my brain. I don't know. Uh, I haven't looked at that one. I have I usually can tell you most or at least a, a little chunk, a handful of names who have worn each number uh, for the Rams, except for seven. There's only been one in Rams history. But uh, with Cam Akers, it, it sounds to me like he probably didn't want to do the buyout for the jerseys. I don't know how much it was for him. Uh, but it, it it's it's very possible that that's what it was. So Cam Akers will be rocking number 23, not three this season. No word on a number for safety Juju Hughes. You guys might know him from uh, having the toothpick in his mouth all the time, which, by the way, makes me nervous. I'll be honest with you guys. It makes me nervous seeing a like a football player <laughs> flying around out there with a toothpick in his mouth because I'll, I'll tell you guys this story. I was at the skating rink when I was in like middle school <laughs> and I had a straw in my mouth because that's what people did. I don't know if that's... I'm, I'll be 30 next month. I don't know if anybody else is in this range where you should just have a straw in your mouth. I don't know. I thought I was cool. I was trying to fit in. Whatever. I wasn't cool. I still am not that cool, but it's fine. But that. what happened then was I had the straw in my mouth. I was at the skate rink. I was in middle school, so leave me alone. And there was a fight going on. And obviously, what do humans do when there's a fight going on? They flock and they watch, all right? Flock and watch. It's fight. So... That's what I did, and somebody got pushed into me, into my face, straw, jammed into the back of my throat, cut the back of my throat. It was the worst day of my life, so it makes me nervous to see him out there with the toothpick, but he is currently listed as number 23 at safety, so I have yet to hear a number change for Juju Hughes at the safety spot But there is only one open number in the 20s for the Rams right now, and that is number 20, recently vacated by Jalen Ramsey. Let's get back to Jalen Ramsey, because I'm not done talking about this number change right now, okay? So he is going to be number five. There have been a a handful of of notable names to wear the number five. Stop me if you've heard any of these guys before. Don't stop me. You can't, because this is pre-recorded, but we've got Dieter Brock dale hatcher donnie jones and sean landetta those last two i mean those those are awesome punters that that i'm sure most of us remember pretty recent uh most recently this the number five has been worn by bryce perkins at quarterback as well as blake bortles in 2019 because in 2020 he did not wear number five that was taken by perkins so he wore number 19 for the Rams, Blake Bortles did, but Jalen Rams are going to be rocking that. He is now officially the 11th Ram in Rams history to wear number five. So, 11th player in Rams history to wear number five. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but those are the I, I like the the Donnie Jones one. That when I think of number five for the Rams, Donnie Jones pops right into my brain. And then uh, Sean Landetta, that one makes sense. But Donnie Jones just it just triggers earlier in my brain for Donnie Jones. And then uh you guys might remember also Nick Foles was pretty recent as uh as a number number five. Keep it on Jalen Ramsey as he changed his number, but he is still recruiting. That is not changing at all. He is still trying to get the Rams to sign guys. So I'm here for it. I think it's pretty cool stuff actually. Uh but he did not convince Les Make a Deal Sneed to get Julio Jones. Uh, more on that in a second by the way on the Rams trying to make moves to get Julio Jones Uh, But uh, Ramsey is now he's now recruiting Patriots cornerback Stephon Gilmore, who is not at camp and is very openly about to be traded. All right. He's been almost about to be traded for about two years now. And it looks like that's just really close now. And so Stephon Gilmore uh, in the in the messages, it was another thing posted up on on Jaylee Ramsey's Instagram on his story that uh he he was mentioning uh Mookie Betts for the Dodgers he gets traded to to LA and then they win uh win a championship so I don't know a whole lot about baseball I don't follow baseball very closely I like am technically a Rockies fan but they hate happiness so it's hard to follow them uh and also baseball I just it's not I don't want to say it's like too boring or anything like that because it's not I I like First of all, I mean, a human being able to throw a football, or not a football. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they can throw footballs, amazing too. But a human being able to to launch that baseball in this like little tiny window, like he's he's trying to hit this little spot, and that sucker's going like one hundred two miles an hour. That's absolutely impressive. And what's more impressive to me is people being able to hit that sucker out of the park. That's incredible. I can't even understand how you make that decision and then hit, swing, and then know where you are swinging, and then direct that. It's it's all bananas to me. Either way. I think that <laughs> I think that it's not violent enough for me because I love football and I love hockey. Those are my two sports. Um, I'm super sad about the Avalanche. You can mock me if you will. That's fine. Um, dropping four straight to the Knights for real. Come on now. But anyway, that's that's beside the point. But he did he did reference uh, Bets coming over. Bets, by the way, super dope. I I don't know. Like I just said, I don't follow baseball super closely. I know that Bets is awesome. All right, and that he's just an athlete not just a very good baseball player dude is an athlete so that's really cool stuff but the the kind of thing that kind of popped into my head that like okay what could the rams do with gilmore that would be more than just adding gilmore to the defense because we already got darius williams i like our depth at corner i like robert rochelle i like uh i like david long jr we've got guys there that i think that we will we'll be fine in that spot even losing somebody like troy hill so I was thinking what what could he bring that would be kind of outside of that and the only thing that I my brain could come up with was that Super Bowl Super Bowl 53 where maybe just maybe Gilmore would have something to give McVay of you were doing this so we did this and that's what slowed you down. If like or something along those lines of like if you guys just would have done this we had no plan for that or something. I have no idea. I have no idea. But I do know that it's very, very typical for a, a player to go to a different team. And then when they play that old team, they say some stuff. But all, there's also players that are like, nah, they, they nothing I say is going to help them at all. They've got all the film. Like, they, they know what they're looking at. We've seen that plenty of times, too. But that's kind of just where my brain went with it. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. I had just mentioned the possible Julio Jones, because Jalen Ramsey was recruiting Julio Jones. To, <laughs> he was trying to get uh, need to, to make the move. What we found out though, it, what was reported was that, uh, the Rams almost traded Robert Woods to free up the space to get Julio Jones. We had talked about it here, talking about how, uh, you know, the, the Rams really didn't have a need at wide receiver with Woods, Cup, Jackson, Jefferson, Atwell, we just didn't, it's just not necessarily a need. And we had talked about that. And that's why I was kind of like, well, yeah, like Julio would be dope. Cause that guy's an amazing, but do we need him? And that would have actually created the need that would like, that would have shifted it around. You send out Robert Woods, which reportedly the Rams were looking for a third round pick for Robert Woods and then bring in uh, Julio Jones. We of course know that that did not happen. Robert Woods is still a Ram number two and Julio Jones is now a Tennessee Titan playing with uh, Josh Reynolds out there and and Mike Vrabel who I remember watching and it was awesome I liked I liked him as a player uh, but yeah Woods almost almost got shipped off and uh, I'm not sure what the snag was on this I'm not sure what happened where where it halted this from from moving because I'm I'm guessing that if you trade Woods for a three you send that three to Atlanta along with probably something else I feel like the Rams easily could have sent a two and a three for Julio Jones, and I feel like that would have been accepted, I'm, but, I mean, I like Robert Woods, too, though, so I don't, I, I, am I'm okay with this not happening, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm totally okay with this one not happening, but Julio Jones, that's a hell of a player, man, um, so that would have been exciting, too, but it's all good, because Bobby Trees is not about to let us down, all right, he's rocking number two again, he's not about to let us down, Bobby Trees is gonna do an awesome, awesome job in the 2021 season, let's get moving here let's talk about uniforms all right rams coo kevin demoff has finally spoken about the uniforms he's finally given us some nuggets to talk about he was featured on the 11 personnel podcast and was asked very blatantly about the uniforms so turns out the window that we're looking at for the new release of the alternate uniform is going to be post july 1st but also pre-training camp that is the goal all right, that is the goal. He did not say it's for sure going to happen in that window. It could be after that uh, that training camp window because the, the Rams start training camp on July 25th. So we're looking anywhere from like the 22nd or the, the 2nd to the 24th is kind of what we're looking at for for the release there. I'm a little curious because media day has already happened. So will they go back for media day to, to do this? I think he, he didn't know. So I'm following his comments. We can wear them two or three times. I think it's two, though, that we would be able to wear the alternate jerseys. But there's a rule that actually Kevin Demoff was talking about that I was unaware of. I try to I try to learn the rules, but there's so many of them, and they're very specific. But we know the rule now uh, because Demoff told us that uh, it... There's a there's a rule that only allows alternate jersey releases to be available for sale after July 1st, and that's why they don't want to release them and then have people not be able to buy them. So there's a lot of moving parts in this. Uh, the pandemic coming out of the pandemic, what, like what we're doing, that's um that that's played a factor. Also, some of the new rules this season, as far as the number change, that actually had an impact on this as well. Uh, Talking about how, you know, guys like Jalen Ramsey, how they just changed their number. So now we need to tell the manufacturers, hey, all those Jalen Ramsey number 20 jerseys, they're trash now. Can we get fives? That's, I mean, that's a real thing. But I think Jalen paid about, I want to say the number was uh, $619,000 that he paid for that $619,000 just to change his number to five. And that's not even the number he wanted. He wanted number two (laughs) that uh, Robert Woods took. Um, But it looks like after uh, July 1st, he did also mention that there are a couple teams waiting to release alternates until after July 1st because of this rule. Uh, I don't know how many teams are out there trying to release alternates, but it does seem like at least a couple. And these are alternates. These are not brand new jerseys, uh, like a whole new jersey set, which is... Definitely causing some confusion because I've seen some... There's some articles out there by certain Rams publications that are saying that it was an entirely new uniform set. That was not expected at all this entire time. This entire time, we have been just expecting an additional alternate jersey this season. Our our blue with the gradient uh, numbers and then the bone gray, that is here to stay, at least for the time being. I don't know how long we'll have it, but I'm sure for a while. But uh, we're adding an alternate this year, and then we're also scheduled to add an alternate next year. So we will also probably wait to see that one after July 1st in 2022 as well. So we'll see what happens as far as the release goes, but I'm fully anticipating an announcement of an announcement like the Rams typically do. So we'll, of course, keep you guys up to date on that. I will make sure that I post that announcement on the Ram Showcase social media pages. So make sure you guys are following their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So also, like I said, the pandemic Im- impacted the-, the factories as far as like shipping goes and, and the manufacturing itself. Uh, de- just being delays because of of certain restrictions in different uh, different areas. So, uh, the rumors uh, spoke up last week were they were real. The 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 rumors of the Rams they they were going to drop the 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 new uniform at the the open practice that happened on Thursday. I think that was the the tenth. Uh, that one that those that was actually real. That was uh, the original plan was to to release them there. But the rules that we had just talked about, not being able to sell them until after the uh, the first of July. And then, of course, issues with uh, pandemic number changes and stuff like that. That is actually why they did not do that. So I, I know that I had mentioned that we had no confirmation on that and that we didn't know we had like it, it wasn't going to be a surprise. The Rams love to announce announcements. The Rams will come out and say, hey, in five days, we'll get a new uniform or one week from today, we get our new uniform. But there's also, like, potential leaks and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, But we will get an announcement of an announcement. By the way, if you guys, fingers crossed we don't get leaks, because I hate that. I hate finding out new information or or seeing something for the first time. Just, like, crappily, like, scrolling through my Facebook page or something like that. And I just, like, kind of run across it. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's real or not. And just, like, keep scrolling and then it is real. That's the worst way to learn about anything is doing it that way. So first of all, if you are part of any leaks, shame on you. All right. I've got, I got real Rich Eisen vibes when it comes to leaks and stuff like, hell, like Rich Eisen gets all super mad at everybody during the draft when they tweet the picks before they're announced. Yeah. I feel that same way. I'm on Rich's side here. All right. And I hate the leaks. I want to see the official announcement. It's so much cooler when you see what the team prepares and what they give us. It's just, it's just better. All right. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and hit my break on the other side. We will talk about Sean McVay just being just he's added up to here with you reporters out there, okay? <laughs> and and then uh we also got our fan queso, so don't go anywhere. And welcome back in, Rams fans. So Rams head coach, Sean McVay, he is not messing around with you reporters anymore, all right? He has had it up to here with you guys <laughs> and and maybe me, I don't know. I, I don't think I said anything about his comments about uh, about what he said about Stafford and being in a good mood and stuff like that. But also, I just want to throw this out there, because I saw a couple of videos that came out after Sean McVay's press conference, which we will listen to the first bit of, uh, just to, so everybody knows what's, what happened here and, and what Sean McVay said. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, I watch all the press conferences, uh, and it kind of like, it started, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh man, Okay. But I also then I saw some follow-up uh, some some clips from different channels and stuff like that. Mike Florio. I I never really had an issue with Mike Florio. I, I guess I still don't. I don't know him personally. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's fine. But when did he become so opinionated? When did he just like have this super attitude that he knows all the right ways to do everything and everything that he does is right? And if if you if he disagrees with you, no, you did it wrong. That was the wrong way to handle that, Sean. That's I, I think that's ridiculous. But he's been super opinionated lately. I don't know if I missed something, but I remember like watching him in, in Sims on uh, on PFT or whatever, and he's always just been kind of like a cool dude or whatever. And now he's just like he's super whiny lately. I don't know why he's whiny lately, but he does not he did not like Sean McVay's comments uh, about the media. I mean, and I kind of I see both both sides of it. I see what Sean McVay's saying. He's like, first of all, I did not attack Jared Goff. I didn't say anything about Jared Goff. And then the media is like, but I mean, it kind you kind of meant that though. Like, you kind of meant that to to Jared Goff. Like, not necessarily directly about Jared Goff, but saying that like you're blatantly in a better mood this season over last season. I'm sure there's a lot of things going on that are different and that are awesome. But that's a big one. That's a big story. Is changing your quarterback. All right. And it's like the one big change you did this season, except for letting some other guys sign other places. That's your one change. And you got a new defensive coordinator. So when you say damn right, I'm in a better mood. What are we supposed to think, Sean? All right. <laughs> but also the media blew that up as well. They kind of were like, oh, he hates Sean. You hate Jared. <laughs> like it's like, OK, first of all, we knew he hated Jared. Like that's I don't want to say he hated Jared, but like we knew that there was some tension growing there. We knew that. All right. But Sean McVay says his comments were not about Jared Goff. I think clearly they were in some kind of like sideways way. They weren't necessarily directed at Jared Goff, but Jared Goff was like a like an awkward third-party beneficiary of these comments in a weird way. So yeah, it was about Jared in, in a sense. But I believe that McVay is sick about being asked about Jared Goff, and he's trying to put the story to bed. So it, when he's asked about like, are you excited this year? People are saying you're in a better mood this year. Like, him saying, yeah, I'm in a better mood this year, that's not necessarily an attack on Jared. It's pumping up Matthew Stafford, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with being excited for your quarterback, being excited about your team. What is he supposed to say there? I'll I'll go back to my Brockers comments just a little bit earlier. What is he supposed to say there? Like, like oh, people have said you're in a better mood this year, and he's like, oh, actually, no. I'm not really excited. Like, this is going to be rough. Like, what— what are you supposed to do with that? So, yeah, he's going to say he's excited. But, you know, I, also on the other side of this, Jared Goff, he was on Rich Eisen. And he was pretty clear about trying to avoid the conversation about the Rams. And I have no issues with that. All right. So he was asked, like, did you know this was coming? And he said, no, I had no inclination at all that I was about to get traded. I didn't get a call. Um, it just, I was he, he said he was surprised. And... That was not the the part of the conversation that he wanted to carry on. He wanted to talk about being in Detroit, playing for Dan Campbell. That he feels really good about those coaches. That they are they they are um, maybe their personalities are fitting in just a little bit better. So he was more adamant about talking about that in the future than what happened with the Rams. And Sean McVay is doing the same exact thing. He's more. Inclined to talk about what's going on with Matthew Stafford, his progression, what he sees from Stafford throughout, you know, these OTAs and the mini camps that we're seeing right now. And he's not wanting to go back and talk about Jared anymore. That's over. It's done now. All right. JG16 is gone now. And he's now in Detroit. We don't have to worry about it anymore. But Goff was very clear about talking about his future, not his time with the Rams. And uh, clearly there was tension between the two near the end there. I don't think anybody can dispute that at all. Uh, but they are both adults. They are both grown-ups in the room, as as uh, Colin Cowherd would say. They are both grown-ups. Neither of them is going to sit there and be like, yeah, you know what, man? I didn't really like that guy, especially near the end there. That guy was being a jerk. He's not Marcus Peters out here t- talking... Talking about the past two years down the road, he's not. He, neither of these guys are that kind of personality. They're just going to let it go and move on. Let's. Can we just talk about 2021, no longer 2020? So there. That's that's what's been happening right now. And uh, I wanted to play uh, Sean McVay's initial comments because I thought it was really cool that uh, Sean McVay came out and he was he was very adamant about uh, about the media twisting his words a little bit. So let's go ahead and listen in. All right, first of all,
0: I um, wanted to start off. You know, I, I hate that I even have to say this, but I think uh, I made a comment earlier that was definitely taken out of context. I am very excited. I have been in a good mood because of the confidence I have in this team, but by no means is that a slight to anybody You know, like Jared who has done a phenomenal job for the last four years here. You know, I, I hated that I even have to address that, but I do think out of respect for him and all the good things he's done, I am in a good mood, but that doesn't mean it's not because we're working together uh, or because of just Stafford exclusively. There's a lot of good things going on that I feel really good about and I'm confident about. So don't twist my words when I didn't say that. All right. Thank you. That being said, I am in a good mood still.
1: And... Uh, Excited yeah, about- so that, there's there's Sean McVay talking about uh, the the media twisting his words, which is absolutely what happened. I can't I can't deny that at all. Uh, the media was absolutely twisting his words, basically saying that that uh, that Sean McVay s- said that he was in a better mood because Jared Goff's gone. That is not what was said. That was not what was said at all. And uh, Sean McVay uh, he has he has a, a way of speaking. We've gotten accustomed to it since 2017. Us as Rams fans, at first it was like, wow, this guy is like. I mean, this guy—he—he he communicates well, and he's—he does. That's—I'm de- not gonna turn that and be like, oh, it turns out he just says the same thing every time. He says similar things, but he does give us information. Uh, he is a little bit more of the like a seek a secretive guy a little bit. He doesn't like to give up a lot, and he does have his his go-to's, his little coach speak, if you will, his like, Sean McVayisms of the uh, like the above the neck and all that stuff. So every every time he says above the neck, by the way, you you have to take a shot no matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're at work or not. Uh, you have to take a shot every time Sean McVay says above the neck. Uh, but I I think it's uh, time for us to also be able to uh, to put that all to bed and put those comments and and put everything for uh, like what what Jared Goff and Sean McVay what their what their conversations were and all that stuff and what that ended as. I think it's time now that we can actually put that all to bed and i think that that'll be okay i think that we'll survive i think that we are good now to finally say that it's now the the matthew stafford era in los angeles and i think we should go ahead and move forward with that let's talk about fan quesos all right fan queso time these we got a bunch from cody cody loaded us up which is appreciated for sure i've got a couple others here let me check the screenshots real fast i don't want to miss any here all right, so we'll go ahead and start with John John says outside of uh outside of quarterback oh sorry well outside of quarterback what position group has the least depth and or can least afford injuries that's a solid question because you know there's there's a lot of spots on this team right now that 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 feel like they don't have a lot of depth and one of those is the offensive line I'm, I wouldn't say offensive line. I actually I'll say cornerback if the if the Rams at cornerback suffer some injuries that could be a problem and you know if like if say if like Jalen Jalen and Darius went out I mean we're we're looking tough there at corner I like the guys that we have but the inexperience is what would worry me there so so definitely the cornerback spot linebacker seems to have a lot of depth but no like high-end talent but I like the depth there quarterback is that position it, it's it's the position, because like, obviously, we, we all love the Wolf, Awu, you know, number 13, John Wolford, but at the same time, I mean, we saw him play in week 17 against the Cardinals, a game that the, the Rams wanted to win, and, you know, we're, we're trying to win. It's not like they had nothing to play for at all, but going into that game, uh, it, it's not that Wolford did a bad job at all, but he also didn't have a touchdown pass, and he had like, what, 174 passing, something like that? So it's not like he played amazing, and I'm not here to take shots at the Wolf. That's definitely not the not the case here. I like the wolf, but let's not pretend like he's like the second coming of anything. Because he did start and he only looked okay, and then he got hurt in the first quarter of his next game. I, I'm not saying that that's a that, that that he's not good or that's that's he's gonna do a terrible job if he if he has to play or we're screwed if he has to play or anything like that. But that was a little bit te- like okay, he's not the guy. He's a guy, not the guy, um, but um yeah I'll, i would say i would say corner cornerback for sure is is a tough one because i, I like our depth in some other some of the other spots you know i like our depth at tight end i like our wide receivers i i don't i maybe i we have sweet punters too even right now <laughs> we've got some sick punter depth rams have the deepest punter group in the nfl right now for sure and then uh, also, John, I had already mentioned this to you. Uh, you did have another question here, but I'm actually going to translate that into a segment. It won't be on this episode, of course. We're almost done here. Oh, we're in fan quesos now, but uh, we will address that. Uh, for those of you curious, this will be appearing on next week. Uh, is uh, For each position group, compare last season to the coming season and predict uh, if there will be improvement, no change, or regression, which I loved that question. So I, I want to make that into a, a little bit bigger of a one uh, coming up. Uh, we'll do that next next weekend or next week. Uh, this next one here, this was from YouTube from King Digital HD. Uh, do you see anyone below Tutu Atwell on the depth chart next season, or being below Tutu Atwell? Um, I mean, possibly it, it's very real that 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 Tutu can kind of make a make a pretty big impact and maybe unseat an, unseat somebody. I don't know if the Rams keep six on the on like the wide receiver group going into the season. I don't know who the six would be. I would guess it would probably be somebody like like Simba. Uh, it seems like the Rams like Simba, so I, I wouldn't be overly shocked to see him stick around there. Uh, but as far as as Tutu, I think that he won't get that much playing time this year. Similar to like Van Jefferson, how they, they, they're talking him up, they're they're saying how awesome he is, but then he also just doesn't, see the field that much Tutu does kind of seem like he is the the Sean McVay wide receiver like if Sean McVay could build a wide receiver it seems like it would be a guy like Tutu. so I think that helps him but also the Rams are super deep at that spot and it's not like if if like Deshaun Jackson is um if Deshaun Jackson is is uh, I think that he's gonna get playing time is really what I'm trying to say there so Deshaun Jackson, I mean, obviously he's a little bit older, older than Tutu, but they're very similar in their playing styles. So I think that Deshaun Jackson will get the playing time ahead of Tutu uh, throughout the season. But if something were to happen to to Deshaun Jackson, then uh, I think Tutu would kind of fill in that role. Uh, but as far as the depth chart goes, I don't know if it really matters that much for the Rams at wide receiver because. I mean, like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are very similar Deshaun Jackson and Tutu Atwell are very similar. And then I, for, for just last year, Van Jefferson and Josh Reynolds were very similar, but now it's like Van Jefferson is kind of like the, the big guy, it seems like. So, so we'll see how he's deployed this year. Um, Yeah, I think he'll, he'll have a bigger role, but as far as the depth chart goes, I think it's, it's pretty rotational. So I think, I think that's what we'll see. Let's see here. We'll start with Cody. And then we'll go to Philip, and then back to Cody for uh, to round it out here. So uh, Cody's question, Sean McVay and Jared Goff walking to a bar. What happens next? I'll be honest with you, man. I don't think they talk to each other. I think it's one of these, like, they, like we all, dudes know this. I don't know if it's a woman thing or not. But like, guys know that, like, you see, like, a dude that you don't really like, but you, like, you're like you not going to make a scene. Like, whatever you're doing, it's like, okay, this is not what's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. We're not going to yell at each other. We're not going to be, we're not, you just kind of look and go, you know? Like, I'm not the only one, right? Like, it's like you see somebody that you don't really like that comes into a place that you're at, you're... It's the downward nod. The upward one is like, hey, what's up, man? The downward's like, I recognize your existence. That's like... <laughs> I don't know if anybody feels that same way. Anyway, uh, next one here from Philip. What are you hoping to see on the new uniform next year? By that I mean, are you hoping for a yellow version, white, blue the combo etc i'm looking forward to a yellow i really want to see a yellow and if we get a yellow i'm gonna buy a couple i gotta get a custom share of joe bags number nine and then i will be getting a matthew stafford jersey i've still got my money set aside for my stafford whatever the new style is i don't care i'm getting it in a stafford because it's the new era we're in the stafford era the stafford mcveigh era of the la rams and so i'm just i'm here for it you know what i mean and I feel really good about Stafford doing some really cool things for the Rams this season, so I'm on board all the way. But yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping for a yellow. I love the yellow, and if we can see a yellow, a yellow jersey on bone pants, I am here for it. Oh man, I'm I'm down for that for sure. Because the bone, that's my favorite. That's that I love that one. That is so cool. I love the bone color. I've got a couple of bone color T-shirts. I've got the jersey up here. I got a Morgan Fox jersey. Who's no longer, who's no longer with us. <laughs> that's how, that's how I'll say that. Um, but I really hope it's a yellow. There's been rumors floating around of different, different things, like a, like a gradient yellow to yellow to blue. I don't know if that's gonna happen because of the, the way that the gradient numbers were received. The Rams do listen to fans, so um, yeah, we'll see. But I'm hoping I my hope is for a yellow because yellows I'll be honest with you guys yellow's my favorite color I love the yellow and uh, anything I can get with yellow I'm down. I just got this hat. Yeah all right <laughs> next one here from Cody any I by the way Cody I read your first one I did not read any of these other ones so I'm coming in completely fresh have not seen any of these so hopefully they're not crazy all right. Let's see. Any chance Sean McVay suits up as quarterback one if, if the staff goes down? All right, we start strong. Start. All right, <laughs> um, dude, you know how, how cool that would be to see Sean McVay out there at quarterback. I don't. I think he could do it. I mean, he's athletic enough, but also I think, I think the Wolf is probably a better quarterback. Otherwise, Sean McVay would probably be playing and not coaching. I wonder what would have happened if Sean McVay would have just kept playing. Ah, alternate universes. Next one here from Cody. Are you worried about the defensive line next to Donald with all the departures? Actually, no, I'm not. Uh, I I like our guys on the defensive line. I I like Bobby Brown coming in. Uh, Turns out him and Robert Rochelle are becoming like best buds. I think that's awesome. And then you also got, you know, like Sebastian Joseph Day, who I think is absolutely ready to start. And then you've got like some of the other guys that, that we haven't really seen a whole lot of, but the coaching staff's been really high on not just this off season or anything like that, but for for a little bit now, we've heard about them over the last year or so. Like guys like Michael Hooked and um, God, I'm blanking on everybody right now. But uh, like I, I like, I mean, even if we just stick with those four, if you got, I mean, Donald Brown, Hooked, and then A. Robinson, Sebastian Joseph Day. I like our defensive line. I have no issues with our defensive line, and I don't think that losing a guy like Brockers, I it, that sucks. Brockers is a good player, but I don't think that that kills us. Morgan Fox is a good player, but I don't think that kills us. I think we've got replacements for for the guys that we did lose. Next one here is stopping the run. You think it will be? You think it will still be a weakness for us this year? You know, we'll see. Um, I think that with with Brandon Staley, I think he was very. Pass defense heavy, if that makes any sense. Raheem Morris, I'm I'm anticipating that we'll see basically the same defense, but with some more I guess creativity. I don't know if Brandon Staley was necessarily he's a very good defensive coach. He's very good at calling plays. He's very good at it his uh his just his uh, his alignments and making sure that like people putting in putting people in these spots is going to disrupt this play you know he's he's very good at that but Raheem Morris I think will get a little bit more creative with it so I'm excited to see what Morris does with this defense and I think as long as As long as we have guys like Aaron Donald who are extremely aggressive, we're going to give up some big runs. That's just going to happen. Every once in a while, we're going to give up a big run. Somebody's going to use Donald's momentum against him, and the run's going to be going to the other side or something like that. But, like, Kaiser's really good against the run. Kenny Young, I think, is improving. He was getting better over the course of the season against the run. Troy Reeder I like against the run. So... You know, and it's all just one more season under these guys' belts. You know, uh, the players that we saw last year; those are not the same exact players that we're seeing this year. People can get better. It's a real thing that happens. I, I, I don't know if you guys remember being at your job, not being very good at it, but then over time, you get more used to it. You maybe you learn some more techniques, some more skills, and it gets a little bit easier. You get a little bit better, and that can happen in football too. Weird, right? Coaching and stuff like that. It's wild. Anyway. Uh, I I think that the Rams will do fine there, man. I, this this defense is absolutely bananas. All right, and honestly though, like and, and I'll tie this in with the with the Stafford deal as well, because from what I saw, I, I did not confirm this. You guys can feel free to tell me if I'm wrong here. From what I saw, the Lions were giving up like th- upper thirties in points last last year, and and you guys are going to still blame Matthew Stafford for not winning games out in Detroit when he's got to put up 45 to get some dubs, for real, if he puts up 28 for the Rams, if he can get to 24, 28, 31 in that, in that pocket for the Rams, we're winning 11 or 12 games, especially with this defense, Probably maybe even more, if we can put up 31 a game, which would be, I mean, that would be impressive, <laughs> but if, if the Rams can put up, we'll say 24 a game, I think the Rams can win 11, 12 games with this defense, and that's what Matthew Stafford needs to do, he, he no longer needs to hit 42 to pull out some dubs 24 now all right so yeah I think we'll, we'll be all right and that, that ties into also we have we have more of a gunslinger now and so I think that the Rams will be able to put up more points than they did last year which will force teams into trying to match us instead of just trying to wear us out uh, they'll be trying to match our score hopefully again like it was in 2018 where like teams were having to pass on us because we were just score we were just rocking it man we were just scoring tutties all day so they had to try to keep up with us um but yeah all right next one here from cody how good do you think our offensive line can be who are we looking at at right guard with corbett moving to corbett moving to center yeah it looks like i mean nothing's official of course we don't know uh, who's going to win those jobs it looks like corbett is is pretty strong in that spot possibly uh, I like Shelton. I think Brian Allen's probably a cut if I had to guess, but I, I, th- I think it'll be Corbett followed by Shelton at the center spot. Uh, but also both of those guys have some versatility, can play b- any of the interior spots there. Uh, I would say if you're if you're looking at the Rams offensive line, my guess for what the Rams offensive line will look like for, uh, from left to right, I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's going to be Andrew Whitworth, Joseph Noteboom, Austin Corbett, Bobby Evans, Rob Havenstein. That's from left to right what Matthew Stafford's going to be seeing. That's going to be my guess as of today. Of course, we'll look at preseason. By the way, I'm going to two of those. I'm going to two preseason games. Only ones in Colorado. I wasn't supposed to say that, but I'm doing it anyway. Um anyway, <laughs> that's uh so yeah, that's so what I'm looking for in the in the preseason games though is 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 possibly how these guys are doing? Some of the depth guys are doing because we know like Whitworth's not going to play. We Havenstein's probably not going to play. Stafford's not going to play because why would you put him back there behind a bunch of like, guys that aren't ready? You know what I mean? But like Tremaine Ankrum is is good depth there as well. I, I don't know. That's I'm excited to see see these guys out there, especially in the preseason. We didn't get one last year, so I, I'm pumped for it. Uh, but that's what that would be my guess. Would be Whitworth, Noteboom, Corbett, Evans, Havenstein. That's gonna be my guess today. We'll see after uh, preseason happens. Next one here is, how do you feel about Les Snead lately? And who do you think holds the power? I feel like Snead could be more of a puppet now with McVeigh making a lot lot of the big decisions. And why do you feel like we retained him after Jeff Fisher firing originally? I feel like this question is an attack on Les Snead, and I'm not here for that. (laughs) I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, But no, man, I like Snead a lot. I think Snead does an incredible job and he also understands the the lack of value in draft picks because they're not that valuable. All right, they're they're not nearly as valuable as people uh, are that that they, they get credit for, I guess. And uh, people tend to overvalue them, especially as we get closer to the draft. So, like trading a second round pick today is not a big deal, but trading a second round pick, you know, in March, that's like whoa they got a second you know it's like a big deal so uh, i think that lesney does a very good job of understanding the lack of value that are held in draft picks and just a coin toss that's all you're doing when you're when you're drafting somebody is a coin toss if you can get rid of i mean if you look at what the titans gave up for julio jones yeah they want i mean they did a good job like that's fine like that's you get rid of a couple of coin tosses for a guy that you know is going to do a good job for your team this season yeah you do you do that all right yeah i don't understand, but. As far as uh, your comment about him um, being a puppet for McVeigh, I don't think that's the case at all. I think that they are very. I think that they work well together, and I think that that's exactly why he was retained when Jeff Fisher was fired, because when Jeff Fisher was here, Jeff Fisher did have all the power. So when Jeff Jeff Fisher was fired, I feel like Les was kind of like, hey, I wasn't making those decisions, guys. I wasn't doing any of that. I can do this. And then he stayed. Bring in Sean McVay. They just seem to fit in a little bit better together. So I think that that was a big part of it. Uh, but also, I think Les Snead understands that Sean McVay is a very good coach, and he knows what he wants in his football team, and that guy is the one orchestrating what happens on the field. So if that guy has a, has somebody, he's like, hey, this guy will make our team better. Les, then Les can go, okay. Let's try to make that happen, then. Let's see what we can do. And then he goes and makes it happen. I don't think it's a it's a puppeteering situation at all. I think that they work very well together, if um, if you're asking me. Uh, do people forget how Steven Jackson actually was? I'm confused at the timing of your question. Are people forgetting? Are, is Steven Jackson being talked about? Is that a thing right now? Is Steven Jackson being like... Are people being like, who's that? I don't know, man. Um... Do people forget how Steven Jackson actually... I don't think so. I have no context on this. I don't know if people are saying things or or if people are saying things, what they are saying, but Steven Jackson is uh, one of the better running backs the Rams have ever had. The Rams have had some incredible ones in their time. Of course, we know the short stint of Todd Gurley. We know Marshall Falk. We know Eric Dickerson. I mean, Jerome Bettis is another short stint here. We've got a couple. All right. We've got some good, some good names there, but as, as far as Steven Jackson, I mean, he was on a bad team for a long time and did an amazing job. One thing that I loved about him is that it didn't matter what the score was, what our record was, what game was, anything. He was going to go out there and he was going to give it his all. Him and James Laurinaitis. I, like, we knew we had one on each side. That no matter what was going on, no matter what the score was, no matter what our record was, no matter what was going on in the game, no matter who we were playing against or what they were playing for, they were gonna go out there and bust their butt cheeks. And it was gonna it was awesome. So I don't I don't know if people are saying things about Steven Jackson. If they are, they need to shut it up for sure. Cause Steven Jackson was dope. Why so many football scene fans think because Stafford didn't win in Detroit, he won't be very good in LA either. Uh, being a pretty prevalent outside, being pretty prevalent about, uh, or sorry, I'm reading that wrong. Being pretty prevalent outside of the Rams fan base. Yeah, you know, that's going to happen. But I think, I really think like for Rams fans after week one, after week one, Sunday Night Football, SoFi Stadium against the Chicago Bears, Rams fans are going to be like, oh man, we got better at that spot. And it's going to be about week six or seven, I would guess, for the rest of the NFL to be like, oh yeah, they got better at that spot. That's that's for sure. Or like, the, that's when the league is going to be like, oh, Detroit was holding Stafford back. Okay. Now he's got Sean McVay. Yikes. Watch out, NFL. Like guys, I really feel like that's what's going to happen. Maybe I'm overconfident. I have no idea, but I, I feel good about, um, about Stafford. Most disappointing Rams first round draft pick. First round draft pick? You said Sam Bradford. I will say first round draft pick. The whole the whole just onslaught of offensive tackles that every Rams fan was like, he's the next Orlando Pace. Alex Barron, next Orlando Pace. Jason Smith, next Orlando Pace. Who else was there? Greg Robinson, next Orlando Pace. And look at him being not the next Orlando Pace out here. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but most disappointing, man, I would say those guys for sure. Um, but I'll say Ty Hill. I was so jacked for Ty Hill, guys, out of Clemson. Didn't work out. Next one here from Cody. Uh, who's the Ram uh, you was a big fan of, but actually turned out to be to have a pretty me- mediocre career? Minus Tavon Austin. I mean, if I'm being completely honest with myself and you guys, Mark Barron, I don't think he ever really blossomed into the person that I think he is in my head. <laughs> Tavon is up there, though, for sure. Um, any of the running backs... Trey Mason, Zach Stacey, I, like those guys I thought, like Daryl Richardson. I went to the Rams-Broncos preseason game. Oh, I don't remember the year. Uh, Probably... I don't know. Daryl Richardson was like slated to be the starter. I'm there with my face painted with my brother-in-law, who left at halftime. Jerk move, by the way. I'm over it, but still, what the heck, man. I'm like, <laughs> I got my face painted. I got my, my sign that says D-Rich26 on it. In the five hundreds up there, like, yeah. And then I'm there by myself for the whole second half, just like, yeah. <laughs> but um uh yeah, I, I was I was pumped for for Richardson. I thought he was gonna do well. Any of those running backs for sure. Um Tavon, dude, Tavon, though, he had all the potential and he actually did have those moments where he was just super flashy and awesome. But I think for him, I think mainly for Tavon, I think it was it was really mental. Like he thought he was he was amazing. And so I think that kind of held him back a little bit. That 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 like already thinking you've made it mentality uh, will hold you back. And I think that that's what that what that's what happened with Tavon. Uh, as far as anybody else, man, um, trying to think back to some drafts that I've that I've watched where I got really excited about a guy and it just didn't pan out. But yeah, a lot of those running backs for me. Uh, last one here from Cody. Uh, how many shots is McVeigh going to take at Goff? And if it's if it's this clear and early that Stafford is a significant upgrade from Goff by McVeigh, do you think that is a physical thing being this early or how fast Stafford is progressing early? Uh, what is impressing McVeigh so much? Um I think that what's impressing McVeigh so much is the fact that uh that Stafford is just I like I'm I'm sure he's just more cerebral, we'll use that word. Um because you know, Jared Goff, we, we talked about this last week that Matthew Stafford gets to be eyeballs for Sean McVay, not Sean McVay having to be the eyes and ears and everything for his quarterback like he was for Jared Goff. And that's not trying to take a shot at Jared Goff. I realize that it is, in a sense, a shot at Jared Goff. But, but now you get Matthew Stafford who can come back to the sideline and say, Hey, I'm seeing this. What can we do? Like, what do we have for that? Are, are you seeing this? What, like, what, how can, like, this is what he did. Do you want to try this or something? I feel like Jared Goff just listened to whatever McVay said. Matthew Stafford now, he can bring stuff to Sean McVay and Sean McVay can bounce stuff off of him for like and really, I mean, obviously Stafford didn't have the best coaches throughout his career. I mean, Caldwell might have been his best coach. Yikes, by the way. That's rough. But like, I mean, he's coming from Matt Patricia, but he's he's more I mean, obviously he's a veteran, he's more seasoned, he knows more about this league. He He's seen a lot of things, you know, and, and players, I mean, uh, you can see like AJ Hawk talking about it on, on the Pat McAfee show on, on McAfee and Hawk. He's talking about that like they knew that Stafford was a guy, like even while they were preparing for him like two times a year, even like come those games coming up, it didn't matter that the, the Lions were not that amazing. They knew that Stafford was a guy. And players tend to, I think, have a lot more respect for Matthew Stafford than a lot of fans in some media as well. Mostly fans. Fans do not have respect for Matthew Stafford because they just all they see is like win loss. He was Detroit, didn't win that much. Yeah, he sucks. That's not real. So, and then you have Jared Goff on the flip side of this, which I'm gonna stop answering questions about Jared Goff. I think as, <laughs> it's time to move on. We are now in um. We're in uh, June, so it's time now. I think, uh, to 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 go to the 2021 season fully, and um, yeah. But for Jared Goff, I mean, he Sean McVay inherited Jared Goff from seven starts under Jeff Fisher, and who was the the offensive coordinator at the time? Uh, I'm trying to remember. We we had a hashtag about firing him as well. Not good though. I remember that it was terrible. Uh, he he ended up being like the tight ends coach for the Browns, I think, after he left here. But uh, yeah, not very good. Terrible play caller. Just didn't do a very awesome job. But Jeff Fisher being the head coach. That's what Jared Goff had. Jared Goff came from seven starts under Jeff Fisher. He went 0-7 in those starts. And then Sean McVay inherits him. And he has to be the guy. He has to be the eyes. He has to be everything for Jared Goff. Matthew Stafford comes in with experience, and I think that that relationship is just going to make a lot more sense. So I think that that's probably what that those comments are coming from is probably Matthew Stafford going up and be like, "Oh, what about this here? Oh, oh, hey, if if he just did this, we could like we could hit that there, something like that." And Sean McVeigh's probably sitting there like, "Oh, no way!" Like he's probably getting excited about it, and that's why I'm sure I'm sure he's in a good mood because he now has a quarterback. He doesn't have to necessarily like. Babysit in a way. I mean, I think it's a better situation. So that's my last Jared golf question ever. <laughs> that's it. That is it. Put my foot down. Alright. Uh, that is that is gonna do it for me, though. Thank you guys for your fan cases. Make sure you guys drop them all um down below. Next week, by the way, I'm not gonna do it this week because I was not able to uh prepare it in time or reach out to the proper people, but I did want to mention that uh, next week we will be having a uh, giveaway. So what we'll be doing is I will ask you guys a question. You guys, wherever you guys listen to me, whether that's YouTube, whether it's Facebook, whether it's iTunes, whatever, you guys comment your answer to my question. I don't know if it's a trivia question yet or just a question yet. We'll figure that out. Details will be had next week. And then uh, we'll basically be, uh, if it's a trivia question, we'll get right answers, whatever, and then do that. But it's possible we'll just do like a drawing. So we'll we'll tell you guys all about that next week. But we'll be doing a giveaway for Shaw's Customs. You guys saw the commercial a little bit earlier, and also my Compton Mania one, which is awesome. You guys need to check that out for sure. Uh, ComptonMania.com. I'm so excited about that. I can't wait. I mean, <laughs> it's gonna be so cool. I'm not gonna be there, but I'm sure I'm sure there's I think there might be a live stream that I want to check out, or at least I'm going to try to pull that off in a way. I'm like super hot guys, by the way. It's, it was a hundred degrees out here in Colorado Springs today. I was not prepared for that. And now these lights are on in this apartment with no AC, hundred degrees outside, probably way more in here. Let me actually just check the temperature real fast. I'm going to brag about it because you guys are probably la and you're going to make fun of me. It is 87. I live on the sun. <laughs> oh, I live on the sun. All right. Um, But yeah, make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. It is that simple. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to the video as well. Drop your comments of your favorite uh, favorite number. Let's see. Favorite number 12 in Rams history. Drop that comment below. That'll be good stuff, But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.